we're live. Holy City episode 20. Yeah. Second take, but we're live. Emilio Icaza, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me in today. Of course, of course. Um, obviously, preseason's underway. How has that been thus far? Really good. Really good. I think... Um, you know, preseason is a good time to get to know the guys and stuff. Uh, we had a big turnaround of, of the squad. So I think we've kind of taken advantage, starting a little earlier uh, than some of the teams this year. Um, so I think those extra two weeks will, you know, you have more time to grow some chemistry with some of the guys. So no, that, That's good to hear. Um, doing some, having some conversations with my family. I actually have a slight connection to you through my brother. This is a long shot, but... I know you played for GPS Maine, if that's correct. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know Jack McKenna, but uh, he's one of the coaches at the time. And I remember we were at a battery game last summer and he was like, is that Emilio Icaza? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I, I literally coached with him like a few times with GPS. I think they'd have a couple players come out and like coach the camps and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to call that out because I thought that was pretty like <laughs> no. small world situation Especially i was like wait what yeah up in maine then you're in charleston it's just like yeah. all over the map so yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that was 2019 2018 i went two summers to league two yeah maine. how was yeah how was your experience yeah. in playing in a usl league two at the time yeah it was really good uh, um i mean i think going to maine to portland in the summer is you know the best time to be there beautiful city um, and so you said Jack was part of the coaching staff. Yeah, he was part of the coaching or, staff. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he he worked internally with like the marketing side of things, but also was a coach uh, at the same time. I know GPS has kind of a interesting history, but yeah, now, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm happy I got out. I hope your cousin's not in jail. <laughs> no, oh yeah, my brother. My brother thankfully was uh, actually on the other end of the of the. You know, it wasn't the best ending for him there, but uh, but hey, you guys had a good team, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I know. Um, want to quick kick things off? Talk to us about the end of last season. Obviously, um, came so close to the USL uh, Cup, um, and like, how do you move past something like that? And what did it mean to you to to kind of get to that to that stage and and to that um part of the season and make it all the way to the final? You know, I don't think you ever really move past it. I think you kind of move with it. You can, uh, I think, especially for the guys that were here and that are still here now, you kind of learn from those experiences. Um, you know, obviously you're always going to kind of be filled with that disappointment and maybe a regret of like, I should have done this. I could have done this, but you know, it was a final. I know that ended up going down to penalties uh, and a crazy set of penalties at that. So, you know, that's this kind of part of the football where you just have to learn to accept and move on. But I think um, in many ways we had chances to finish the game in the 90 minutes. So I think, you know, going into next season, finishing out games uh, and even just the individual things that you we learned from, from that game or as a team or as a collective – are going to be things that we're taking with us throughout the season. Right on. No, yeah, you're right. You learn a ton from that. Um, and now that we got the sour question out of the way, fast forwarding to the current, you've had a handful of preseason matches that you've played 
so far? What have, what have you taken away from them, whether it be personally or as a team? Yeah, I think the, the, the squad is really strong. I think um, the guys that we've brought in, as well as the guys that we've kept, um, you know, we had a really good base of, of starters and of guys that know the system, either know what the way Ben is, know the way the, the team wants to play. Um, so we already have a good, healthy team chemistry. I think that was one of our biggest things last year was we were we were bought in as a collective. Uh, and so I think this year, you know, with preseason matches, there's there's a lot of time that's spent, you know, seeing kind of partnerships, new partnerships, new chemistries, what works, what doesn't work. So I think we've 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 done really well with different games of, of seeing kind of how what's going to work in the end. None of the games really matter. Uh, you know, a lot of the times you're playing colleges or you're playing maybe out of position or, you know, you're trying a new formation. Uh, it's a short amount of time that the team has to prepare before, you know, the season starts and three points are on the line every weekend. Yeah. That leads me into my question around an analysis into um, preseason and what it really means. Cause I think Con and I were lucky enough to play college soccer and understand preseason matches and, um, you know, looking at the professional level, Preseason sometimes is overanalyzed with the results, and I think that yeah. fans might get concerned when matches don't go a particular way. I guess what is your message to the fans um, when it comes to potential concerns that you know games that maybe you should be winning in preseason, but then again you're also setting up a side that is much different. You're trying new partnerships, you're taking risks because it's preseason. What's kind of your message to those fans that might be concerned about score lines? Um, related to preseason. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's huge. First of all, it's it's great to see uh, so many fans coming out to all of our matches and coming into our preseason matches. We've got, you know, a steady group of around 50 people of La Barra that are coming, singing and chanting. And obviously some of these games are Wednesdays. Some of these games are, you know, 7 o'clock. Um, so there's definitely been some disappointment with results, but I think that's kind of, the least important thing, especially from a player's perspective, especially from how you said we're regrouping, rebuilding um, them as well as us. We have to be realistic of like, I don't think it's, it's not possible to pick up exactly at the USL final level where we had, you know, 20 guys fully um, bought in and fully understanding the system. Um, in the end, we're going to have a little bit of a different playing style because we've got different people. So, you know, it's, it's never going to be differently. I think, um, it's more of the process. So it's harder if you're a fan, it's harder, you know, to be like, oh, well, you know, in six weeks, what they did today is going to show, you know, you just care about really getting there, winning and and having a good time. So, yeah, that's well said. I think um, it's, as, as we mentioned multiple times already, it is easy to get kind of caught up in those moments. But like you said, players are learning each other and coaches are trying new things. So, um it's good to see that the mentality is still set on, you know, this is preseason, but once the season starts, you know, this is why we, we have these results so that we go in much stronger. Um, speaking of like last season, last preseason to now in preseason, you mentioned Pierman and kind of um, how he's looking to set up the side from a coaching lens. And from what you're experiencing working with Pierman this season, um, having had some shake, uh, having had managers, or coaching staff members uh, leave the squad this this past uh, offseason. What has changed or has anything changed from kind of Coach Pierman's uh, point of view or any messages he's bringing across to the players? Because obviously 
when when he had joined, the expectation was you know new manager, really good talent, really good talented manager, um, you know a really good strong side. We probably expect a good season from the battery, but now we have the you know USL final team. Is Pierman kind of changing any of what he did last season to this season from your experiences thus far? Yeah, I think Pierman always keeps a pretty uh, strong identity of his teams, whether it be here at Battery or even before in Memphis or wherever he was before. He he's got a set, you know, philosophy, a standard of how his he wants his teams to play. So I think in that sense, it's going to be very much the same. You know, high pressing, enjoyable games. We're a team that likes to keep the ball, likes to be high scoring. Um, like you said, there's been personnel changes within the the staff as well. So, you know, you'll, you'll see differences in maybe set pieces or you'll see differences in how that assistant coach interacts with the guys. And maybe he can bring something out that wouldn't have happened. Different conversations, you know, it's, it's new experiences that, uh, this new assistant coach can kind of pull out from, from the players, as well as the new players that are coming in. Maybe there's a connection that was way stronger than it was last year where maybe, you know, I'm just giving an example, let's say between the 10 and the, and the nine, they, they really learn and and know how to play off each other. And, you know, that's can only be attributed to the new players. Um, So you're definitely going to see different things. um, But I think the overall identity of the squad um, will be the same. Yeah, that's well said. It's good to know. It was fun watching you guys last season. It was a real treat to, to kind of stay up and, and watch these games and, and kind of see the uh, how the team chemistry was formed. It was a really strong unit. You could tell from just the way you guys played with one another. So Yeah, the, the level of passion. And I feel like you lead from the front as far as passion goes, with interactions with the fans, just, I mean, climbing to win those head balls in the box and get those much-needed goals come playoff time and beyond. Um, but, yeah, when it comes to the team, uh, you mentioned there's a lot of changes that went on this offseason. Andrew pointed out with the coaching staff, as Lee Vietman departs, but from a player perspective, one, how how do you get the news that these players are departing? Do you do you see it on when it hits social? Do you know much more beforehand? How do, how do you come across the news, and then how do you like initially react to it in your head? Yeah, I think in being in the USL a couple of years, you you kind of get used to that. There's high turnarounds uh, every year. Um, but the way I think it happened this year was, you know, by the end of the season, Lee had announced that he was going to be taking over Spokane. So it was, you know, it was a formal announcement. We were all prepared and we knew somebody else was going to be coming in. Uh, and as far as for, you know, some of the guys, sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't, I mean, if you're a free agent, you always know that there's the possibility that, uh, he's talking with other clubs and maybe it doesn't work out here despite each party's best intentions, Um, But I think that's kind of developing a personal relationship. You learn to see, okay, was he happy here? Was he, you know, there's so many other factors that come in besides playing like family or, you know, maybe his wife wasn't liking it here or, you know, maybe he's been getting offered a better contract. Maybe it's a longer contract. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the players that you're closer with, you, you kind of have an idea of, of what's going on, who's staying. Um, But I think as more and more players have longer term contracts, uh, even some of the guys coming in this year, you already know, okay, well, if I'm, you know, a free agent this year, I already know that they have eight guys that are, you know, guaranteed signings. But even even then, you know, when you're a guaranteed signing, you you never know if, you know, you're going to get loaned out somewhere else or if, uh, you know, something like the case of Tristan Traeger where he goes back to Monterey, um, some things are, are, are unexpected, unexpected, but I think that's just part of the business. 
Right yeah, the uh, the turnover thing is something that I mean we're we've gotten more accustomed to the USL as we've obviously grown to watch it, but um, it does feel you build those connections from a fan's perspective and and watching these players you know give their all for the badge and then unfortunately you know things happen players move on, right. um, but obviously it, it's good to see that a lot of the fans and the clubs themselves hold uh, that loyalty to the player um, even when they're gone. So. Um, yeah, that that's it. That's amazing to see. And I guess when it comes to when it comes to turnover, and when it comes to um, I guess from your perspective, being a second year first team player, um, when new players come in, um, obviously it kind of puts some more weight on your shoulders to kind of be that leader. You were that new player that came in last year. When it comes to um, your position this year, obviously from a midfielder's perspective. How is it affecting you from a leadership perspective? Because obviously guys are going to look to you to get more comfortable in the squad uh, and just to kind of be that familiar, you're, you're that familiar face for fans. So how do you work to um, kind of be a role model for or, or, or leader for other players that come in and are trying to get accustomed to the team? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what preseason's for. You know, you, you try to welcome in the guys as much on the pitch and off the pitch, make sure, you know, help them in with moving in, help them in with recommendations for restaurants, hanging out with them outside of training. Uh, there's so many things that you can kind of keep doing where you're building the chemistry outside of the pitch. But when it comes down to, to training and games and moments where you need to be able to clearly communicate and not take something personally, you, you rely on those off-season moments uh, in the locker room where you can just be like, okay, he's telling me this because – um whatever the team this is what the team needs um so so for that for that side of things you know i think it's preseason is really important for that and as well as with connecting with the fans you know there's certain traditions that have been started to be built within you know communication with interacting with the fans and that's just kind of uh leading by example doing it other people grow with it uh like you said i think Towards the end of the year, there was a really special environment that was built around the battery. The, the, the stadium was being sold out all the time. People were – it was kind of the hype of the town. Um, so with new freshes, with new faces and with such a big turnover, obviously the fans want to meet out and want to meet the new players, kind of build that same connection. Uh, but like but like anything, it just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, and when you speak of growth from the fans' perspective, I mean, Bada Charleston was – one aspect of that that went from it looked like ten fans to a completely sold out section in new stand. <laughs> in, in their new their whole stand, and you were one player that obviously a, a team full of um, Latino backgrounds and stuff. So um, me being Latino, I was actually able to be in that environment, and it was it was awesome. It was we were there for a few games, and it, it, you really you really feel the passion that they bring to the game. And obviously, you were one of many of those Latino players uh, that would go amongst the fans post-match and really give, you know, show, show your passion for them as they, as they do for you. I guess speak to me about kind of what that means for you means to you and, and kind of your experience um, interacting with that new fan group. Yeah. I mean, I think it just makes such a difference. Like if you take the first game against Phoenix and the last game against Phoenix, it's, it's different cities, different worlds, you know, and I think La Barra and everybody else who's coming and chanting and participating in whatever way, I don't know if they understand how big of a, an impact they have on the players and tour to the opposition. So I think, you know, the least we could do is going after the game and interacting with them and 
like you said, building those kind of personal relationships uh, with them, which makes them want to come more and, and tell their friends. And, you know, if they got people coming in town, they're like, oh, we're going to, to the Patriots point this weekend because that's what everybody here wants to do. And so it was uh, it was definitely special to see it grow and also to participate in the growth of of the of the of stadium uh, and of the fans. So it's it's definitely something that all of us are going to going to be relying on a lot next year or this season. How do you as a, as a player um, initially take that? I guess some could say it's pressure, like, Oh, there's more people, more eyes on me. Are you someone that welcomes that feeling or, or do you, do you just use it as another way to improve your game? I'm curious to know, because I feel like when, when you're in an environment like that, where, you know, obviously the bad, the Patriots point does get pretty, pretty rowdy, but when it's that rowdy in those types of games, kind of how, how does that make you feel as a player? Um, yeah. Are there nerves that are like, oh, this is like overwhelming, but also amazing at the same time? Yeah, I think that's what we live for. I mean, if you ask any player in the league, the, the game they want to play is the final, you know, and uh, wherever, whatever city you're going to be, it's going to be a packed out crowd. So I think, you have to be prepared for those moments. It definitely brings more pressure, more eyes, uh, not only there in the stadium, but also, you know, especially with the new CBS coverage that's going to happen for this for this upcoming season. More people around the world will be watching. So I, I look at it as just an opportunity. More people to see, more pressure. You have to be, you know, sharper with everything you do. And obviously, any mistakes, everything gets more is more exposed. So, uh, but I enjoy it. I look forward to that and. And that's why I'm happy to be here for another season because I know that kind of what we built on last year is hopefully going to continue. And it's just going to be normal to have three, 4,000 people at, at every, you know, game on here at Patriots Point. Yeah, the atmosphere is going to be insane. Yeah. I can't wait to get down there. And, and you're speaking to the momentum. So it it's, doesn't even feel like a setback coming off of, yeah, maybe the final didn't go your way, but this momentum is building and building and Pierman's had more time. The team, the core of the team is gelled and he's, he's added some key pieces that he's worked with previously. And it's hard as a fan for me to imagine a team that has more of a Pierman identity than last season with the, the group of guys, the intensity that you mentioned that high, strong style of play, the grit and just how some of those performances wet went, but do you think that this team, his identity is even more stamped into it with the additions that he's made? Definitely. Definitely. Um, like you said, a lot of the new guys are new to the battery, but they're not new to Pierman and they're not new to his philosophies. So some way or another, he's brought in guys he's worked with before or has a direct connection with. So it's just going to, it's it's definitely been a smoother transition. If I'm comparing preseasons from last year to this year, it's been way quicker of where guys are getting the ideas, getting the concepts, and then applying them on the field. That's exciting. exciting Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, We're going to switch gears here and take a more lighthearted approach to, we have some questions that are just a bit more fun, but we are going to ask you about one picture on your Instagram and it's nothing to worry about, but there's, (laughs) there's a picture where it's you and one of your buddies and you're both either on the side of camels or riding them. I'm not sure which it is, but (laughs) just talk to us uh, about that moment. Where was it? What was going on? And uh, why to make the grant? Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, in Qatar. 
that my wife actually ended up working for the company, the host broadcast services. Host broadcast was the broadcast company that does the world cup and a couple of other like uh, national tournaments with rugby and stuff. So she was working there and it was perfect that the world cup was during the off season. So I had to go, you know, go visit my wife, make sure that everything was good. You, you had so to go. To yeah. you, had, you had no choice. I you had, had, you had, had to, to. I had to play my husband duties. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I ended up working really nicely where I was over there for, for a month or so. And then I had some other family, uh, Ecuador, obviously in the world cup. So, um, there was actually a, a big group of Ecuadorians, you know, my family included, we had maybe five or six cousins and stuff that came over, but overall it was super special to be, you know, obviously in such a foreign country, um, and seeing so many people around the world, but then also seeing so many Ecuadorians, you know, wearing proudly their Jersey and coming together. So the, the camel riding was just kind of one of the little excursions that we did, uh, while we were there. That's, That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And to go halfway around the world and ha- still have that community feel, um, with your background yeah. and, and the group of people is unreal. Um, probably made it. Yeah. I, I have yeah. to ask, do, did you settle into camel riding as easy, as easily as you do into the midfield in a match? Like, was it easy? <laughs> was it difficult? Awkward? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely <laughs> strange. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we've seen across the league, so a couple jerseys have dropped and the batteries is yet to, and without saying too much, what can we expect for the kits this season? You're really grilling me on this question. (laughs) Uh, Are you a fan of them? Like... Well, I just don't know how much we're allowed to reveal yet. You know, I think it's, it's important that you're waiting until the last minute. Mm-hmm. Let the anticipation go. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think we can wait. get a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of them. I think, uh, yeah, they're really cool. And I think a lot of people are going to want to want to get their, get the, the newest version of it. Better than last season? Tough question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we're going to move into some quick fire questions. Some of them are football related. Some of them aren't. But give us your quickest answer. Um, first off, your go-to pre-match song. Um, I would say I got just a playlist. So I'll just shuffle through. I got a game day playlist and whatever comes up. If I'm fun, you know, it depends on the mood, the energy. Um if I need to wake up a little more, put on some reggaeton, something in yes. Spanish to get, you know, get the things flowing. Yeah. Get the blood flowing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah uh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, favorite boots or cleats? Uh, Adidas. Do you have a particular type of Adidas? Um, you know, actually, take it back. Puma King. Puma last, King. last year I switched it up to Puma King. Love so. that. Love that. Javi or Iniesta? Being a midfielder. Iniesta. That was quick. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Nice. Which team were you most excited to face up against this season in the USL? Uh, Phoenix Rising. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Seeking some revenge. <laughs> uh, what team do you follow outside of the battery, obviously? Football team that you support? Yeah, you know, and this is something I've been looking to bring up to you guys for a while. There's no Liverpool scarf up there. What's going on? Oh, there's a Liverpool there's scarf. It's a champion scarf from 2019. Oh, there we go. 
okay. It's not one of the traditional ones. I I have a half and a half oh. scarf, but it has City on the other half, so I kind of regret buying it. But I'm the I'm the Liverpool fan on set. So all right, I knew there was good about this conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm the Manchester United fan, so yeah, we don't have to talk about that. But um, <laughs> congratulations on a underwhelming win the other day. The young guns uh, getting the job done. That was a huge trophy. Whether you say so or not. That was a massive trophy. Yeah, what a <laughs> yeah massive trophy. And it meshes perfect with Pyramid style. I can see the Klopp, Klopp uh, perspectives in his game. It's exciting. That's why I love the battery. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cookies are brown. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Just that heavy metal football. That's oh, it. yeah, yeah. Um, it all ends this summer. The rain's oh, over. Yeah, you guys love that. <laughs> um, cookies or brownies? Brownies. I like that. Favorite thing to do in Charleston outside of play football? Uh, uh, honestly, Charleston's just an amazing city, so there's just so much to do. I would say probably go downtown, walk on King Street. Good. I, I, was, I was fearful you'd say there's too many good things. I can't give one. I'd be like, nah, you got to give me one. Yeah. So that's that's a good one, though. King Street is really nice. Um, I'll be yeah. in town next week, so I'll be walking down the uh, walking down King Street for sure. So, um, yeah, awesome. Emilio. That's that's the podcast. Thank you so much for hopping on tonight. It was a quick one, but it was really good to kind of get your insight into everything battery related, what you're hoping for this season, and and just you know how how the team's looking. So um, really excited to see you out there in midfield, and um, I'm sure I'm sure your boys will uh, make a huge impact this season. So thanks again for joining us. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate the time, and this was awesome. Awesome. Have a good one. Thank you for joining Holy right. City Sound Off. <laughs> uh, we'll see you all very very soon. <laughs>